Hey, welcome back to the Mind and Body Podcast. Today, I have the beautiful Kia Williams. She is a master educator and co-host of, I'm so sorry, what name of the beautiful podcast you do with Lauren George? It is called Fit and Fierce on the Mic. That's it. How could I forget that awesome title, Fit and Fierce on the Mic? And that's actually how I discovered you through Lauren. And so um, I definitely wanted to get you on because you are fit and fierce. Love your videos, especially what you're doing for the holiday. So Kia, share with everybody who you are a little bit more and what you do. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And first off, thank you, Nadia, for having me today. This is so much fun from one podcaster to the next. Yes, my name is Kia Williams, and I am a master educator, mainly for a company called Savier Fitness. So Savier Fitness brings to you Bar Above, Balatone, um, Extreme Hit Chaos, uh, Tabata Boot Camp, and also Cardio Yoga, and many, many more to come. I have the pleasure of working with one of my dearest and closest friends who I've known since college, Lauren George, on our podcast, Fit and Fierce on the Mic, and many other projects as well. Um, but honestly, I, I guess by trade by art by profession I am a global presenter Mm -hmm. and it is my career mission to support people who are affected by marginalization in jobs education health care and lack of representation in the fitness industry overall I am truly committed to helping others live a healthy happy lifestyle by maintaining a strong fit and balanced mind and body I love it oh my god amazing and I love that you um work with Sevier Fitness because I've been getting their emails and such great programming, including cardio yoga. So we will dive into that a little bit later. But first, I want to first find out what led you here. What, what, how did your path bring you to where you are today? Oh, oh, sure. Um, Well, I I guess my gateway, my gateway drug into organized fitness was actually sports and dance. Um, I started running track competitively at the age of 10 years old. My parents were pretty, yeah, my parents were pretty, pretty crazy about that in a good way, crazy in a good way. Um, And then I started taking volleyball very seriously, although being only five feet, four inches, I knew I wasn't going pro. I knew I wasn't going to the (laughs) AVP, but dang it, I am the type of person, and especially as a kid, that once I put my mind to something and once I want to be good at something, I'm going to get good at it. So uh, lots of MVP awards as an athlete, a child athlete. But then in high school, I got injured and through injuries with um, physical therapy and being introduced to an actual gym, Mm -hmm. um, commercial type gym, not just a strength and conditioning gym that I was used to when it came to sports. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just an exposure to a new world. I was like, oh, my gosh, they have group fitness classes where people move move intentionally to and with the music. This I love. This is like marrying sport, athletic movement with dance, which are both very important to me in my life. So um, I was about 16 years old when I started taking step and yoga. Mm-hmm. And from there, I, it's just so funny looking back at it of how I couldn't put it into words what yoga was to me. I just knew it 
felt right. Mm. And, and the feeling, where can I target the feeling? I feel it in my mind. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my body. Why does this feel so good? Why do I cry sometimes? Mm. Why do I rage sometimes? Why do I dance sometimes with joy? What is this? What are these emotions? So um, one of my volleyball coaches at the time saw me, you know, by myself doing some flows. And she asked me if I would lead the team through flows. So I did. And then from there, other coaches started reaching out to me like, hey, you're a yogi. Can you do this? So um, I was a very precocious kid, I guess. I was (laughs) like, if I'm going to lead people through this, then I really need to know what I'm doing. So I I went to the library like the nerd that I am. I got all the yoga books I can find. And then I talked to the yoga teachers at the gym that I was going to. And I started going through actual yoga um, education. And then uh, many years later, got certified. And from there, I think in fitness, we always just like a racehorse kind of chase the next carrot, you know? So it was like, okay, how many certifications can I get under my belt? You know what I mean, Nadia? How many more? (laughs) Yes, it's the thirst. We're we're, uh, just driven towards it. And then um, opportunity after opportunity just started to come to me. Um, uh, When I was teaching group fitness classes at my college rec center, um, the director came to me and said, hey, we need um, you for a new position so I started applying for this position that position and getting job after job and finally eventually and I think COVID truly was a kick in the rear so this is many years that has gone by Um, COVID was a good kick in the rear of stop living for other people I guess Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say Um, as a fitness service provider that you and I are oftentimes our goal, our mission is to take care of other people. And unfortunately, I'm susceptible to forgetting to take care of your star player, which is yourself. Yeah. Um, I like so that, when, your star player. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so when COVID hit, I was like, you know what? I'm changing gears and I'm not living just in the moment or for the moment. I'm living for me, you know, and, and, because I want to leave a good le- legacy, something that I'm proud of to to live on. But I want to enjoy this brief and wondrous life while I'm here. Like this, the o- this is the only life I know. I don't know the on the other realm quite yet. <laughs> so I need to enjoy where I am. So that's what that's what's gotten me to this point, Nadia. That's beautiful. I love how you rounded it up in like a quick couple of minutes. I got a <laughs> lot of information. So first, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, when you got injured and mm-hmm. Um, you were introduced to the big box gym. I'm curious to know, I think I kind of know the answer already. What did that do for your mindset? Was that a huge challenge for you? Did you feel defeated or did you feel like I can do this? And like you pivoted, like, did you, it seems like at such a young age, you learned to pivot very quickly. Right. I think that kids are more resilient than we give them credit for. Mm. Um, I am homeschooling all of my nieces and nephews right now because their wow. schools, yeah, it's insane. Their schools are closed due, due to COVID. So they're doing virtual learning and I got a, hats off to these kids. Mm. There are days that I truly, as an adult, as I'm supposed to be the responsible adult that I feel, <laughs> I feel completely defeated and frustrated. Like, why can't things just work itself out, you know? Right. But these kids just get on their computers and they're like, what's up? Let's do it. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> Let's that's, the attitude. that's the attitude that I need. But me as a teenager, I mean, there was, 
I personally was going through a lot during those years and sport was my outlet. You know, it's where I felt most natural, if where I was most confident. It felt like home, my, my sanctuary almost, you know. So to get the type of injury that I sustained, which was truly career ending, I couldn't play um, sports anymore. It was depressing beyond means. And in my community, um, depression isn't something that we talk about openly. We're getting, we're getting better about it. Okay. As years have progressed, but at that time, that was kind of something that you went through secretly, maybe alone or just with your parents or whoever your immediate family was. And, um, I'm not going to get too deep into that. I feel like this is speed dating for a podcast, (laughs) but, but your question to your question and to your point, I was resilient But Nadia, it was so hard coming to terms with you can't do what you've known and done for so long and what you love and what you wanted to be good at and sort of your athletic identity. What people knew you as was this elite athlete to now, you know, I was seeing the parallels of being in the big box gym and being around other movers and shakers, but it was still learning something new. It was not just, you know, every class wasn't power moves like you, like you do on the volleyball court. Everything wasn't competitive. It was more about community in some right. classes, you know, cheer. Yeah. I mean, cheering each other on. That's great. I love that. We do that in sports as a team player in sports and also as a former cheerleader. I get that. I'll cheer other people on. But then, you know, it was just different, different realms, different atmospheres, because you have your cycle classes, you have your your lifting classes, you have your yoga classes, and then you have your dance based classes, all of which I loved for different reasons. But my mind was spinning, trying to wrap my head around, OK, so which one is truly me or can yeah. they all be me? And then I'm in the weight room like, hell, yeah, this is where I belong. <laughs> I, I, I recognize this equipment. I know how to use this equipment from our strength and conditioning facilities, but I'm like the the lone ranger in there i'm a young <laughs> i'm a young woman surrounded by these I older mean, buffy men yeah. who keep grunting and i'm like yeah. oh my gosh what is happening you were, you were 16 <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little uncomfortable or awkward or kind of like uh but like you know my question because like 16 you're probably like a junior in high school mm-hmm. were you foreseeing yourself playing sports in college like did it like totally disrupt what you saw for your future and you were just like yeah. what now yeah and this is so personal absolutely it did yeah. because um funny thing I don't think a lot of people know this about me I also played golf uh, oh, after, okay. yeah so after I sustained uh, I broke my ankle that was the injury I broke my ankle couldn't play volleyball anymore got super depressed and like loneliness set in and yeah. it was just awful um so I picked up golf I was like well what other sport can I do you know I love it picked up oh golf too, too quickly it. I had like um private coaching and everything because again I wanted to be good at everything that I tried I did not want to lose and then from there I actually was in communication with a collegiate coach and they were scouting me to play in college but Nadia I'm not I'm not kidding I'm not lying yes for golf (laughs) that wasn't (laughs) like and that's truly like not a lot of people know know that because I don't talk about it (laughs) but like 
golf was still very new to me and I was still going through all the motions of I don't know who I am right now like who I thought I was is no longer who I can be I'm a young girl going through all life changes about Mm -hmm. to go to college I'm scared shitless Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what to do so I didn't go I didn't play golf in college because I didn't believe I was good enough yes I regret that now but whatever we move on um I dove deeply into my academics. I was always a smart kid, you know, Mm well-read, but Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, well, you go to college for academics. I can't play sports. So like, just be studious. So, so yeah. Um, But because I was exposed early to organized group fitness and personal training, as soon as I got to college, I was at the rec center. I was taking, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Taking the classes, getting certified, teaching here, there, everywhere. So that that's what happened, you know? So, like, as I'm hearing your story, like, first of all, that's amazing that you're like, I'm going to pick up golf. And then all of a sudden you get recruited. Like, <laughs> like it, just, it just really speaks to who you are. And, like, it really, like, you've got a lot of spunk, Kia. I can tell already. Like, you've got a lot of spunk. But I feel like, like, as I'm hearing your story, if that injury never happened, you wouldn't be where you are today, right? Absolutely. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't be teaching. You wouldn't have found the rec center and start teaching there. So I feel like, you know, and like, I love how you said, I regret it, but let's not, I I move on. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes we sit in our regret, right? And it just becomes who we are. And it's just like, I love how you just learn from it, moved on, and then keep it moving. And like, I think just a lot of good nuggets in that like five minutes of your story <laughs> that you just shared. Um so, okay. So now you're getting certified. You're in college. What brought you to bar? Like, cause bar, like, and what gravitated me to you, not only because you're friends with Lauren, um, but you know, you're a black lady teaching bar and Absolutely. there's not many of us doing that. <laughs> so I was like, follow. Um, so tell me what brought you to bar. Oh, that's so awesome. So, um, well, I taught many other formats before coming to bar, like, probably 16 different certifications and formats. But Lauren and I in college, we were really close. She's actually one year ahead of me. So mm-hmm. she was sort of, it was sort of a, a big sister type relationship. I, I was yeah. just like, you know, we're friends, you know, this is yeah. what we do. So we stayed in touch after we both graduated with our graduate degree, moving in different directions in our careers and everything. Um, But I was, so this is fast forward many, many years, Nadia, after meeting Lauren. And I was a director at a rec center somewhere. And she was, I think she was also a director at a college in a different state. But Lauren George had just created Pulse Point Bar. Do you remember that format? I don't. You don't? Okay. So Lauren George created Pulse Point Bar. It was fast and furious. And so because she's my good friend, I was like, hey, come to my facility and certify all my instructors. So I was exposed to bar classes, but it wasn't really my thing at the time. Just the style right. of it, like the older way of teaching it wasn't, yes. wasn't my. <laughs> and this is no dig or disrespect to anyone. Please don't get me yeah. wrong personally it just wasn't my jam it wasn't speaking to me you You feel me I I know you you do so Lauren (laughs) created the musicality method post point bar Um, I got certified with her I was teaching that format and then another good friend and colleague of mine Carolyn Erickson who I met through Jillian Michaels body shred we worked together on that yeah 
she started working with Savier Fitness and she called me on the phone and was like, hey, I'm now working with Savier Fitness. We have this program bar above. You've got to be a master trainer audition. So I was like, well, I already teach a bar format, but nonetheless, Lauren and I talked about it. We were like, yeah, let's just do this. So <laughs> I was recruited to be a master trainer for Savier Fitness and um, I love the format. And then once we got Lauren to to marry into Bar Above, so she brought elements of Post Point Bar to um, Bar Above. She and Trisha Murphy Madden and, and uh, Leslie Bender became co-creators of the revamped version of Bar Above, which, oh, oh. yeah. So that's the story. Okay. I that's, love it. I'm connecting the dots. You're connecting the dots. That's how it all yes. happened. Okay. So, and it was just like, yes, you know, my best friend is now part of the same company as me. We can do all the gr- great things together. And it's just kind of sorority life, us, us girls together, really us women together. Um. So that's how I got involved with bar and really taking it seriously. It was an evolution, I guess I should say. It was like me sticking my toe into the water, testing it out, saying, eh, I don't really like the temperature yet. <laughs> I really want to do it my way. Um, but we found a way. We found a way to, to pr- provide that happy medium. And because I have experienced many different bar-based classes, I'm telling you, at nearly every company that you can think of, I've tried it. What I love... And the pride that I have in Bar Above is the flexibility and functionality of that program that it's, and I think this is sort of um, the theme of who I am and the story that I'm telling you and that we're talking about is that I always need that opportunity to be myself and not, yes. you know what I mean? And not yes. fit into <laughs> anyone's box. And yep. with Bar Above, they're they like, let her go. Let Kia do Kia. She, she, <laughs> she sticks to the blueprint. What she's right. doing is always safe, functional functional and scientifically backed just let her do her thing so right. so that I found my home with Barbara. I Buff. love it and you know I love that you said that because like th- when I first was introduced to bar like and it was before I even become became certified as an instructor I was on the other end of it as a fitness writer I was like reviewing classes I was like hmm, yeah no because like I have more of like kickboxing and like hit and I was just like I was I felt I couldn't get a workout from it and Mm -hmm. so now so now on the other side of it I can speak to those students who are like I can't get a workout for that and I want to provide that experience where uh yeah you can absolutely Um, and so I feel like what you're telling me about bar above they were ahead of the game Mm -hmm. right like they weren't like when you you had to do this format and that's all I would find when I was researching it like it had to be this format it's the same format for three months and we do a new release and it was just like oh my goodness um not for me but then like hearing that bar above was like like literally ahead of the game because I was only able to get creative freedom because a lot of the gyms the bigger gyms like the big box gyms they weren't having bar classes so they were kind of like okay, we know this is trending, you're certified, do do your thing, right? <laughs> so it's like, yes, you know? Yep. So I love that that a uh, big company such as Bar Above supports individuality Absolutely. in the classes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very important for students, right? Because like, someone may love Lauren's class, but not jive with Leslie's class, but really like Kia's class, you know, or like yeah. whatever, yeah. Like, you know? And I think that, that you have to keep that in mind like anything in life like 
not everyone's going to like the same thing. So I think that, that it was awesome that they were ahead of the game with that. So absolutely. Um, yeah. And I love that you're a part of it because you add color. Yes, ma'am. To, um, you know, like, and that's another thing, Kia. And I would love for you to talk about that too. Um, like I would go into classes as bar and Pilates. Class. I never saw anyone that mm-hmm. looked like me, not only skin color, but body type, everything. Mm-hmm. And I, it always left me feeling like, again, I was on the fitness writer side of it. So like if it was like a press event, and we were previewing a new studio. Like I always felt uncomfortable because it was like, I felt like I, like you said before, I didn't fit into a box. And mm-hmm. so do you feel being a master educator for Bar Above and so many other, other um, disciplines of fitness that you are I don't like setting an example or um, showing other young girls, women of color that, hey, you can take this class. Hey, you can teach this class. Do you feel that weight on your shoulders? Is that part of the reason why you did it? Or does any of that resonate with you? It definitely does resonate with me. And that's why representation matters so much, not just in the fitness field, but all fields, you know, mm-hmm. um, because we, we know in the science, in the research backs, what preventative medicine is and how exercise is a form of preventative medicine. Um, And if we know that black people and people of color, just for your listeners sake, I identify as a black woman. So Mm -hmm. women like me, people like me or who identify like me, if we know and understand that the CDC is releasing reports that, you know, black people are more susceptible to different diseases and ailments. And we can unpack that anytime you want to. But it all goes back to systemic racism and and oppression that we're not giving the same opportunity Uh as, as other people. I I take that personal, of course, and I have a problem with it. So because I have been afforded the opportunities and put myself in places where I can make a difference, I don't mind sort of carrying that responsibility. It is heavy sometimes, Nadia. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like I don't represent an entire race of people. You know, I, I, I can't be the the gatekeeper or the key holder to all answers. I'm doing what I feel is best for me and people I represent. Right. I'm, I'm, I will continue to research. I will continue to have those difficult conversations with people. I will continue to educate myself and correct myself when I'm wrong. I will right. do that. I have no, no, no problem with that. No qualms at all. But like you, Nadia, especially early on in my fitness journey, I was the only for many reasons. I mean, I am truly walking diversity in every sense of the word. <laughs> Listen, what you see and what you don't see, I am diverse, right. you know? So I wasn't, I have been, and I will continue to be in a lot of spaces in my lifetime where I am the only. But if that's mm-hmm. my way of paying it forward, kicking in doors, kicking open doors for other people to pass through, then so be it. Someone had yeah. to do it before me, and I'm going to do it for the next. So, you know, yeah. it is. Is, it is difficult. It, I, I don't want to say it's a weight because that's a negative connotation, but there are some times where I'm apprehensive and I'm like, oh, am I doing the best that I can to be a good representation? But you know what? In the fitness community and especially with what how social media has taken us and I'm being introduced to more women who I identify with and who feel like because like attracts likes, you know, likeness attracts mm-hmm. likeness. And so with people coming to me and me finding other people to it's like hey sister girl yay fun 
yeah, like, <laughs> like it's happening for us. We're doing it, right. you know. It's it's a good time and it's a good feeling of yeah. Okay, I am yeah. doing. I am doing. You know, purpose driven work. I am making a difference yeah. in life. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So from another perspective, again, being a master educator and being up there, you're socializing with and meeting um, and certifying, you know, instructors that may not see women of color, black women. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you get approached now? I'm so curious about this answer. (laughs) You get approached with like questions for the honestly. So like, I'm on the fence with this answer. So like, a friend and I were having a conversation like you get approached approach with questions and you're like, are you, did you seriously just ask me that? <laughs> but at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do we honor the fact that they actually took the courage to ask the question? So I say that to say, like, do you ever, let's say you're working on a new program and certain things are said um, in passing with colleagues or co- you don't need to name anybody, but like, have you ever been in a professional situation where you really had to like question, do I call this person out because I don't want them to bring this into their classroom mm-hmm. or does that make sense? It sure does. <laughs> it sure does. And I was, I was nervous about I'm this question to... too. I didn't know, I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I gotta be real quick. I gotta be careful. I'm like, okay, do I, how do I say this? <laughs> Brave space. Say it. You know what? Yes. <laughs> In short, yes. Um, yeah. Not just with, not just with, um, professionals like myself so master trainers and directors not just with them but when I'm certifying other people things slip you know but I pride myself on being an educator so I and I I do extend grace and sometimes I feel like that is a detriment to myself so I'm working on that today Mm -hmm. trying to find Mm -hmm. the balance between you know how patient am I with certain people and what will I allow but I always I I've I've bit my tongue too much in the past in my younger years and and I've learned my lesson from that. So as you said, spunky, that is, that is me. I am very tenacious. I am learning to be even more comfortable and confident with my voice, you know, because other people get to say what they want. I don't mean that I I, I, I am, you know, I I take into consideration other people's feelings. I'm not out here trying to hurt people or just (laughs) spew hurtful words and lies that's not who I am but I'm not biting my tongue when it comes to things that can be detrimental to someone else's health or success um so if I am in a certification and someone I'm certifying say it says something that is um not appropriate I check it and not in an aggressive way because oh you know black women were so aggressive exactly (laughs) but you know what I'm gonna educate you and I'm gonna tell you you know okay May you know one take ownership of your words maybe you take this opportunity to rephrase it in a way that I better understand where you're coming from because what I'm hearing may be different from your intent and then once I give them that grace and opportunity I'm gonna say okay how about we say it this way how do you feel about that because we don't want in our line of work we certainly don't want to create more barriers for people to participate and we're not in the business of continuously marginalizing and oppressing people so that's not what we're going to do now when it comes to colleagues who I'm getting who've gotten to know me they they get my tone my language my swag I can be like okay friend (laughs) 
let's <laughs> let's let's take a different approach on that because that's not gonna work for me you know but, I love it I yeah. love it yeah it does happen Nadia but it, we just gotta I for me I'm educating people but at what point do we get past education and holding people responsible for what exactly. they do and say that's where we are yes. oh Yes. Okay. We, we may need to do a part two because I am vibing <laughs> with you on so much right now. But I love I'm, it. Okay. Here's my last, here's my wrap. Okay. Up, my finisher. Um, so I love your energy. I Thank can't you. believe we've never met. Ugh. I feel like I know you. <laughs> what is the, what is the three takeaways that you want a student to have when they take a class with Kia Williams? Okay. My three takeaways One, recognizing that you are enough and what you are able to do is perfect for this time. You know, honor yourself for the space and the body and the person you are at this time. Two, I want everyone to leave my classes in my space feeling accomplished. Above all, just feeling accomplished. You did it. You had the, I'm from the South, by the way, you had, (laughs) you had the gumption to walk through those doors, (laughs) lace up your tennis shoes and do something new with someone who is probably totally different from who you've experienced in the past. So, you know, I, I bow down to you, queen and king or whatever you want to identify as. And thirdly, that we've created brave spaces we can't guarantee a safe space unfortunately in any in any space that we're in but a brave space where you can let down your guards let down your barriers and be authentically you the person you are when no one's watching the person you are when or you were before society got got his hands on you the person you were meant to be without judgment of others criticism and the heavy burden of being someone that you may not want to be because that's what other people expect of you. So those will be my three takeaways. Yeah. I love how you say a brave space. Cause I feel like a safe space is overused. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a brave space is such a powerful way to describe that because you're right. No space is completely safe, but I love how you transitioned it to a brave space. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, everybody tell Kia, tell everybody where they can find your beautiful self and how they can uh, work out with you if they want to. Oh, fun. Thank you so much. I am on Instagram and Facebook at Kia, K-I-A, at KiaWilliams.fitness. You can also find me on Spotify and take all of my playlists from there at KiaWilliams.fitness. It's not my music anyway. I don't own it, so I have (laughs) at it. I also teach classes on HomeroomFit.com, but the best way to communicate and vibe with me is on Instagram and Facebook at KiaWilliams.com. Listen, I want to connect with you all. I'm in love with Nadia. I love what she's doing in the industry. So I want to know who her people are too. So, you know, reach out to me. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kia, for finding time during homeschooling to have this podcast interview. (laughs) Yeah, now I got to go make lunch for the kids. All right. (laughs) Y'all take care and be well. All right, Kia. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.